And you younger ones learn them along with us. All right? Oh 
People got all kind of neat ideas. They got all kind of formulas. They all got a style. They got, you know, they got things you can run after nowadays and say, oh, you know, it'll bring you so many of this and so much of that and whatever. When it all boils down, this song tells us what we must do to be happy in Jesus. Trust and obey. Amen. And to the Christian, it is confidence. It is substance. It's not blind. No, no. True. True faith, you, there are times when you cannot see with a natural eye. But that's when the Lord comes in and gives you what the natural eye man cannot see. He gives you vision. And then you can see. Amen? Trust in my
thing. One more. One yeah. six. Same as we used to say in our old choir, same opening. <laughs> what are they talking about? What page? 156. You don't turn a page and you look over. Uh. <laughs> hey, All right. <laughs> you won't make it to heaven? Yes. Never make it in the gate. Unless you are my brother. Chairman don't say it. Fully persuaded. Right. You'll be determined. It don't matter what comes or goes. You're going to hold out to the end. Amen. Right. That's kind of spiritual for myself.
old story. One time I heard that there was a runner that could win so many races, and they were trying to find out what can we do the the opponent. What can I do to distract just long enough so I can get across the finish line ahead of them? And they said, well, they got one uh, thing that they get easily distracted on, and they said, you'll take the golden apple and roll it out in front of them, and they'll pick it up just long enough to slow down, pick it up. And sure enough, that's how they won the race. The devil and his helpers knows what your golden apple is. Yes. He'll throw them out there in front of you. That's right. Get you tripped up. Get you distracted long enough. But we got to be determined to be focused on the Lord and obey Him and not let these distractions, because they will come. Oh, yes. Tribulations, trials will come. You know, I cannot tell you, I will not tell you. That once you become a Christian, you can ask the Lord and tell Him to give you this and you'll have that and everything's got to be. And if it ain't that way in your life, it must be sin in your life. I will not tell you that. The Bible does not teach no. that. Some hyper people that are around big cities, a lot of folks, a lot of income, and other things, they teach that. But the Bible don't teach that. No, it doesn't. All that will be righteous and godly shall suffer. Tribulation. You know, in our American way of thinking, we think we suffer if something don't get just right like we want it. That's not suffering. No, that's not suffering. <laughs> that's not what the Bible's talking about when it says suffering. No. We think it is, but it's not. No. But, you know, when our kinfolks badger us, the culture, they beat on us, make us feel odd, out of place. You know, why do you do that? You know, you're wasting your time. Yeah, I think that's one of the greatest battles we have in America. It's mental. Yeah. You know, that mind thing. No wonder the Bible says, gird up the loins of your mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. think right. Mm-hmm. Man cannot think wrong and walk right. Yeah. That's right. And our heart, our emotions and will is so interconnected with what the Bible says, our mind, and physically it's a brain, but our mind, you cannot serve them apart, but we've got to have the right mind. Yes. What did this prophet say? My face is set like a flint. Yeah. We've got to be on that rock, solid rock. Amen. Anyone have a special prayer? Yeah. 
college that I go to. Is he not able, people? Oh, Did they take us out? Yes. yes. He can deliver her soul, glory to God. But we got to stay behind. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And then uh, we pray for us. We've been putting a lot of effort in trying to focus on everybody else's soul. Pray that tonight's service is something that can really lift us up. Amen. Yes. Above that level of tired. Amen. Anybody say amen? Amen. amen. with this um, pandemic that's coming on. Let's pray that uh, Lord give us favor, keep us healthy. Yes. And, uh, you know, help if someone does come down sick, that Lord give them quick recovery. Amen. Please remember that. Remember our government. Pray that they come together for the good of the, of the people. All right. Let's find our place to pray and ask the Lord 
call upon the name of the Lord. We are so blessed to be able to uh, have a country that we can call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, can I tell you that those promises or those uh, guarantees will last? Uh, but we can continue to pray and seek the Lord. And I thank the Lord so very much. I want to say again how much I appreciate each and every one of you and the work that you did over the last, actually been a couple months. And uh, the intense labor, uh, y'all wore me out. Y'all did. And there was a time too I had to go to the house. Y'all just outworked me. And so, but we thank you. Thank you, each and every one. And uh, I think it worked really good, uh, in, by and large. And so, I don't know, maybe we might have to get us a, a big one that we can have to, for the scenery and just have a drop-down stage or something. I don't know. Big dreams, you know. But anyway, we appreciate all that you did and all that you've been doing. And uh, Teresa, if you would, get us a song here this evening. Teresa. I got one. Okay. I want you to come. Yes. And so uh, we're going to come to you here tonight for uh, Sunday night time and offering. And we thank you Amen. for uh, all that you've done. Brother Otis, if you would come receive uh, our Sunday night offering for us. Praise God. Lord, we thank you again for the good day. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings that you've
Steve just to pull out his old steel. Steel guitar. You remember him playing? I know, but I don't think, I don't see it with him. So, uh, yeah, and uh, we've been having little situations going on in my house. I'm trying to rest, and here comes the tooting of the horn, or some saxophone, or even a, a little violin just squealing. So, anyway, never can tell what might show up. But God's been good to us. Amen. Teresa, come on and get us another song. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. God's people are some of the greatest people there is. Amen. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. And I'm proud of y'all. Very, very proud of you. And uh, feeling more and more confident about trying to... Uh, you know what that is, don't you? Let go. Let go. Let go. And so, uh, we, you know, uh, I have seen cases where the pastor stayed too long. And so, uh, and I'm not, I don't think it's any time immediate, but uh, no, uh-uh. But, but you know, think about it. If the Lord tarries, there's got to be some that can stand up and carry it on. And, uh, and you don't want different ones to stand up and carry it on. And whenever the pastor gets out the door, they say, I'm glad he's gone. We're going to do it my way now. Instead, we want folks that will carry on what was taught me. And they'll carry it on and carry it on and carry it on until the Lord comes. And so... Uh, you know, if you wonder why we're kind of old-fashioned, well, my pastor was kind of old-fashioned. You know why he was old-fashioned? Because his pastor was old-fashioned. That's the way this is. Amen. There's a lot of things that just get passed down, and I appreciate the Lord. I know there are some folks, they don't like tradition. Well, tradition can be bad, but I'm going to tell you, the word tradition talks about a gift given. And there's nothing any greater than to be able to pass down something. And I, I think, personally, I think some of the things we do around here have been passed down from the disciples. Amen. Way back when Jesus walked the earth. And so uh, we're, we want to continue in that way. Amen. Sure. I'm glad to be in a church where we can worship in a special way. That we're not in a church that worships things that they bring to the altar, like football. Right. Or people bring football into church to forget the point of church. Right. They're sitting in the church watching football rather than listening to preaching. Right. I don't, I'm glad we don't have that. Thank the Lord. We stick by the Bible, by the words. Yes. Thank the Lord. Amen. 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 Well, this is another old song. And thank you, Brother Steve. When I heard him playing, I said, mm -mm, you're done. <laughs> so around here, you know, um, I know a lot of churches, uh, you know, when the young people start coming on and we believe in young people, but uh, 
the older people at times get voted out or moved aside. But but you know what? Uh, those older people still have the anointing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I despise being entertained. But yeah. if it is the anointing of the Holy Ghost, Amen. young or old, right. it does not matter. We need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And so uh, I thank the Lord for that. Uh, we just never know what all God's got in this building. That's right. Praise the Lord. This is uh, my brother-in-law, Jeff Smith, kind of like some um, bluegrassy type of songs. So we fix the
Lord. Scripture I just want to jump off with here this evening. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 44. Ezekiel chapter 44. And if you would, let's go down to uh, verse 23. And I'd just like to read this verse here for us this evening. And they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the profane, and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. Let me read this again. And they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the profane. I'm sorry, and profane. And cause them to discern between the unclean and clean. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, these are the scriptures, Lord, you dealt with me about. And Lord, I need you to help me here tonight to try to bring forth your word to encourage us, Lord, to keep our eyes upon you and to walk in the right way, in the pure way. I know, Lord, we walk through a a horrible and and a terrible day in society that we're in now. But Lord, I know that you can use us and help us and help us to remember what is right and what is wrong and what you would have us to do in all situations. Come by, move for us, we ask and we pray in your blessed and holy and righteous name, that wonderful name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You know, uh, there are so many things that influence us today. One of the things that people don't like about our particular church is that as far as leadership goes, uh, we ask that our people, you know, lay off some things. Yes. Like the television. Yes. And going to movies. Yes. And uh, even watching it on your phone. Okay, or watching it on your tablets, or going to uh, different entertainment places, and they, you know, they don't quite seem to understand. And the the reason why uh, we do this, first and foremost, like I mentioned earlier, that's what was passed down to us. 
And I remember back before I met my wife that, uh, no, it was actually one of the, our dates before we got married, I think. We went to a horror movie. Okay, now this was before we were saved, okay? And so we went to a horror movie. And, and we weren't in there very long because one of the things that happened is that the, you didn't know about that, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway, uh, uh, um, they had that on there, and there was some kind of scene there, and it had people just laughing throughout the entire uh, uh, auditorium there. And then the next thing, some horrible murder is portrayed before us right on that same screen within that same moment. And what that was is that's a contrast of trying to let, get you to let down your guard for the kill. And that's what the devil does with us uh, in our society today is we, we pick up on things, we listen to things if we're not careful. And, and we'll, we'll be listening to things that they sound good, they sound good, but then all of a sudden something starts coming over that they're saying that that's not right. Honest confession. Okay. My oldest brother, he, he really likes this radio talker that talks on the radio. I was the one that talked him into, I said, he sounds a lot like you, Rusty. You know, and so anyway, but shortly after that, God got to dealing with me. You know, I couldn't listen to that man. Here he was, he was cussing from time to time. Not always. But he'd say things like, talent on loan from God. Come on. Huh? And he was twisting truth. And he's speaking some lies that I knew about, but you know, they're just little lies. You know what happens when we believe lies and listen to lies all the time? After a while, you'll start believing those lies. And it is important for us to recognize that there is a difference between the holy and the profane. Amen. There is a difference between the clean and the unclean. You know, this same gentleman, he would talk bad about people all the time. Are Christians supposed to be talking bad about other people? No. no. And I want to tell you, you Nats, I, I, I struggle with this. We're not even supposed to talk bad about politicians. Amen. Come on. You know, there are people too. Do you know what's happening around us? What's happening all around us is there is a dehumanizing. Anyway, there are things being said that makes other people seem like they're not quite human. Right. Like they are awful, awful people. Do you know why Adolf Hitler was able to get Germany to kill all of those Jews? It's because he just kept talking lies and lies and lies about the Jews. And, be, and sooner or later, they got to saying, they're not even human. Yeah. So, it's okay to kill them. Yeah. Come on. We're living in a day and a time in America right now yeah. where people are dehumanizing other people. Yeah. Every man's a soul. Yeah. We're to love our neighbor. Yeah. We're to love our enemies. We must know what is 
holy. Life is holy. I know, uh, you know, I, I don't... I don't know everything. No. Ooh, I don't know everything, folks. And I, sometimes I'll go out and say things like, you know, black lives do matter. They do matter. So do white lives. Lives. And yellow lives. And red lives. All lives matter. huh? And so we've got to recognize that, yeah, you know, we'll be careful that we aren't persuaded in other ways. And so we need to teach what's right. Yes. We need to know the Word of God. We need to recognize that God's got to change us. But for you to stay changed, you can't stay where you got in at. You've got to go on. You've got to go on and you've got to apply the Word of God to your heart and your life. I'm going to tell you, Brother Jeff has had to work on Brother Jeff a lot. There's a lot of things God did for me when I got saved, but there are other things He left it to me. Huh? To make sure I talk nice to other people. Hello? To talk to other people with respect and honor. Hello? And so we need to know the difference between the holy and the profane. Those things that are clean and those things that are unclean. And so, we can walk through this world but not be part of it. Okay? And so, you know, uh, I know I'm I'm just kind of saying, let's let's look over in uh, Ecclesiastes. Let's go over to Ecclesiastes 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Brother Robert mentioned it several times this morning. And uh, down in verse 5 it says, Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing. And a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. We need to have discernment of time and judgment. Ecclesiastes 8 and 5. And so here, the writer of Ecclesiastes talks about the whoso keepeth the commandments. We're in a day and an hour where many churches don't say that that's even a requirement anymore. Y'all with me or have I lost all y'all? Why y'all so quiet? Are y'all guilty? Hmm? Okay, you're listening. All right. I was more exciting. Okay. But uh, whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing. Now that doesn't mean any evil thing won't come your way. But you know what? The Lord will give us strength. Through times of persecution, through times of trouble, in our sickness and in our health, God is able to keep us and He will keep us if we'll love Him. The only way to truly keep His commandments is to love Him with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And so we are to keep those things. A wise man's heart. Did you know God can take a foolish person 
and make them wise? Huh? And I'm not talking about wisdom of this world. The wisdom of this world is not the wisdom of God. You may be sharp and, and intellectual in this world, but those, uh, those teachings of wisdom are not the wisdom of God. God's wisdom is different. It is one, uh, and I, I love the place over in James, it talks about the wisdom that cometh from above. Do you want that kind of wisdom? Which wisdom do you want, huh? I want the Lord's wisdom. And it said, uh, but the wisdom in uh, James chapter 3 and 17, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure before we can rightly judge others. We have to have a pure heart. Amen. Huh? I've seen so many times when judgment falls on a particular person or something. There's almost always somebody that would say, well, that was a little hard. Huh? I'm going to tell you something. I never had a whooping that was easy when I was younger. My daddy didn't whip me easy. But it was a lot better than my mama did. My mama, she'd put it on me and I'd remember it for a while. Amen. But I'm talking about the wisdom that's from above. It's first pure. If we, our minds are not pure, if our minds are not after godly things, if they're after our personal interests, if they're after gain, uh, any of those type things, we won't have a pure heart. And so that wisdom is first pure and then it is peaceable to be able to be peaceable toward others. Huh? Oh, I wish I could preach this to America. We need the wisdom from above. We need peaceable uh, citizens here in America, we need to be peaceable one to another. Amen. Because unfortunately, it is one of those things that we're all in this together. And if this thing sinks, we're all going down. So we are to be peaceable. We're to be gentle. Southern men, you know, I don't even think they teach any of that kind of stuff anymore in school, but it's been so long since I've been out of school. To be polite, to be a gentleman. Where are all our young? Oh, there you are back there. You young boys, when you're running up to that door, huh? And you see an elderly person coming, and, and if you weren't running, they'd make it there first. You should open that door for them others. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? It's called being a gentleman. And uh, I know some of y'all don't like to be Southern, but we should teach our children, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Thank you and please. Come on. These are gentle things. Amen. And then it says, easy to be entreated. You know, uh, there's been a time I thought I knew everything. Hello? Only to find out I didn't know what I was talking about. Hello? And so 
we need to be easy to be entreated when someone comes and asks about something. You know, there are times we have to tell people things they don't like to hear. Any of y'all want to be the pastor? No. Uh, Any one of y'all want to talk to? Huh? Never been? That's only because you don't know nothing. (laughs) When you get older, you'll realize, but I hate. Come on. But, uh, you know, it's hard talking to couples when they're arguing. You ever... The only good way to get a black eye and stand between a, a wife and a, and, a, and a husband that are fighting. That's a good way to get a black eye. Okay? Trying to put people together. It's hard. Or to talk to some parents about children who are doing terrible things. I'm not talking about running in church. I'm talking about Terrible things. Sexual, uh, deviant type things. It's hard to talk to people like that. And they listen. You know why? Because all of our children are perfect. Not my child. Not my child. I remember Teresa on the bus. One time they pulled her tape. And that was back when the parents could still look at the children. You know, and Teresa told them, said this and this and this. And... The, the mom said, that's not true, that's not true. My child would not do it. So they ran the tape. And while the child was doing it, she said, that's not my child. Come on. Yeah. It is a child. But we need to be easy to be entreated. To be able to be talked to. If no one ever comes up to you and talks to you, there might be a reason. Might be you're grumpy all the time. Or maybe you're mean. Or maybe you bring up things you really ought not bring up. Hello. Come on. And so we're to be easy to be entreated. Notice this full of mercy. Mercy. Forgiveness. Allowing. Amen. Uh, being gentle in our. You know, I, I've won a lot of arguments through the years. And I've lost a lot of people when I tried to get to come to church. And that's because I won the argument. You know, there is a way that you can stick to your guns and not be mean about it. And not be hard about it. And not be a way that you push people away. Amen. We need to be full of mercy. You may get upset with me talking to a couple. I don't know why things like this happen to Brother Jeff, but they do. We get a new couple coming to church and and, uh, they're just all excited about the Lord. And we said, you need to go home and read your Bible. And about three days later, I get a telephone call and, and I can tell the man is in tears. And he said, but Brother Jeff, I was reading my Bible and me and my wife were in adultery. Hello? Come on. And I remember I went over there to one of them and I was saying, Dear Lord, I wish you'd just let them have a few more weeks before, you know, we'd get them a little more established, you know. And, uh, but I had to go over there and tell them, No, you can't, can't do that, you know. 
You've been married before? Yep, sure have. And uh, been married three times. You know? Used to be, just give y'all a little hint about dealing with people like this. Used to be, I say, well, now was your first husband or wife married? Huh? And I remember one particular one, he lied to me. He lied to me. And then later on, he confessed that he knew that his first wife and whatever, their marriage was okay. And I was like, he lied to me. The point of this is, it's not our part to do the genealogy. Okay? And so, you know, if they've been divorced and remarried, I know some churches don't do this, but they're welcome to hear. Yeah. You say, Brother Jeff, why? Oh, oh. Let me just drop a little thing in. Don't you ever tell somebody that we don't want people in adultery or divorce and remarry in our church. Don't you do that. I do not give you permission to do that. It is not your right to do that. How do you expect a soul to be saved if they're not under the hearing of the gospel? Well, let them go to another church. What? And then talk to them about they're once saved, always saved, and they're going to have 16 husbands and wives? Huh? We need them in a good church where they're going to hear the right word of God. Lost my train. Full of mercy. Good fruits. Huh? Y'all reading with me? Without partiality. Come on. Since we're here, I'm sorry. If I could have done different, I would have done different. (laughs) But, uh, you know, when we have visitors, all of you, our regulars, when you see them, stop talking to the person that you're sitting around talking to and you talk to all the time on the telephone. It's all right to talk to them. But when you see a visitor, stop what you're doing and go talk to that visitor. Be kind to them. And show them and let them know, glad you came to church. Ask about them. Where do you work at? You know, you new to the neighborhood, all that kind of... Now, don't ask them how many times they've been married. <laughs> Leave that to the pastor, okay? But y'all need to be friendly. Be friendly. There was a time we were too friendly. People would come to church and we'd hug them and... And all that kind of stuff. And you could almost see people when they were leaving, like looking behind, making sure we weren't coming after them or something, you know? It's just like... And, and we're, I think we're doing better, but I did get a report here, you know, six, eight months ago that we weren't very friendly. Weren't very friendly. Be friendly. Show them the love of God. Without partiality. Well, Brother Jeff, did you see what they were wearing? It doesn't matter. Amen. Brother Jeff, you know, they're just they're just not my class. Really? They're not our type of people. Really? Really? Well, what kind of people are you then? Come on. 
I'm going to tell you, Jesus loved them all. He did call. He did call one a dog. Hello? But He still blessed her and still helped her. And so, His love is to sinners. I'm going to tell you, you can beat on the... You know how I know? I've done it. You can beat the door down with people who are, are well off who don't have any problems, who, who uh, go to church and pay their tithe, but they sin on the side all the time. You can beat all their door down all the time, but they think they're right and okay. But when you find folks who are down, who are in trouble, who are in need, those are the ones God sent us to. Amen. He really sent us to all of them. But I can tell you, those that are in need come. So we can, must be without partiality. Yeah. And without hypocrisy. Can I tell you? People can feel your hypocrisy. We are so glad to have you, you know. Come on. They can feel it. I've seen people hide their hypocrisy and try to talk to them. There's a connection there. It's a spiritual connection. And when God uses us, you know, the Holy Ghost was given to us, yes, to bless us and to keep us and to teach us. But the real main purpose of the Holy Ghost is to give us power to be able to go out and to witness for Jesus. That is the main purpose of it. To be able to go and speak His Word and for others to be able to feel the Spirit of Christ. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. You want to have peace? Get some peace. Hello? Dogs can even tell when you're not peaceable. Hello? Cats can tell. I don't. Anyway. Forgive me. No hypocrisy. Anyway. We're to teach the difference between holy and unholy. Between holy and profane. Something that has been desecrated. Something that's between clean and unclean. We need to know. You want to have a clean conscience? You need to ask God, Lord, help me. Help me. Did you know that God, if you'll listen, the Lord will help check you even when you're in the grocery store. When you're about to reach for something that you shouldn't be. The Lord can deal with you. Don't do that. Huh? I told you about uh, coconut milk. I tell you all about coconut milk? Yeah. Tell you again. All right. My wife wanted coconut milk. I went down all the aisles that I, you know, thought coconut milk would be in in Walmart. And finally I asked somebody, I said, where's coconut milk? They said, well, come here and let me show you. And so they took me down. They took me down an aisle that I've probably been down three times in the last 20 years. It was the aisle that serves beer and alcohol. And that's where coconut milk was at. 
I like to go to another store now and buy coconut milk. Okay? But we need to know the difference. I don't like being seen down there. I don't want to be seen in that aisle because people... I thought he was a preacher. Now see, I may not even have a, a hand on a bottle. May not even be looking at any of the labels. But somebody know I'm a preacher and look down there and say, what's he doing down there? Years ago, I got on to my boy and Brother Robert's uh, youngins and all that. They were drinking uh, some uh, root beer out there and I went out there and told them, you go inside and find a cup and get rid of these bottles. They said, well, it's just root beer. I said, it don't look like root beer from the road. <laughs> what am I talking about? I'm talking about between the holy and the profane. Yes. Between the clean and the unclean. Amen. Does not the Bible say that uh, we are to shun the very appearance of evil? I found that box. I was looking in it. Teresa was sending it off, getting rid of it. And I opened up that box. I said, Teresa, what are we doing with VCR? Was it VCR? Was it VHS. What? VHS. See? I don't even know. Huh? I don't even know. But it was all a bunch of stuff that came from my mom's house. And I didn't even know I had it. We need to know the difference. Oh, well, this one's not bad. This one here is a gospel group singing. No. Don't do it. I get on to some folks for, they like that YouTube music. Boy, I'm meddling now. They like that YouTube music, and so they're, they're learning a song, but they got the group singing. Now, sometimes I see it's just a title on there, but they got the group singing the song they want to learn. Don't do it. If you're needing some of that music, contact me or you join Amazon Music and you can download it for free after you pay your $19 a month fee. Okay? Or $9 a month fee. Huh? Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, you say... Brother Jeff, why are you saying all this? Because I'm trying to help teach you the difference between unclean and clean. Between holy and profane. Brother Jeff likes to laugh. i got to finish this up. I like to laugh. Okay? But a lot of these Christian comedians, they tell lies. And they say things that really go against the scriptures about talking about people being dumb, airhead, forgive me, Sister Sheila, space cadet, okay? We're not supposed to say stuff like that to people. I didn't actually call her that. Uh, Gotta be careful. You say, but Jeff, what's wrong with all that? Because the Bible says, call no man or woman a fool. And you read the definition of a fool, and that's what it's talking about. All of those different ones. 
You ever said, said to somebody, well, oh, their elevator just don't go to the top. That's also in there. Huh? Talking about airheads. Huh? We're not supposed to, as Christians, be talking like that. Okay? And so, we need to know the difference. We need to know the difference. Let me look at one more scripture and see if I want to read it or not. Um, Proverbs 7 and 7, Brother Robert mentions toward this several times, said, I beheld among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths, a young man void of understanding. We don't just need to know, we need to have understanding. Parents, don't just teach your children, do as I say, not as I do. You need to give them understanding why we don't do things. Right. Yes. Do more than just give them some verses. Give them scripture to go along with it. Okay? Okay? Amen. Okay? Amen. It's getting a little better. Yeah. Come on, Teresa. Come on. And so, anyway, teach our children young. I want to tell you something else too, mamas, daddies. Your children are going to mess up. They're going to mess up. That's the perfect time for you to teach them all about forgiveness. To forgive them. Teach them what they did was wrong. But if they'll quit it, you'll forgive them. Okay? You teach them that. Need to teach your children how to forgive others. How to love others. And so, don't let your children grow and be void of understanding. Teach them why. Why. I really think a lot of your children are really bright enough and smart enough that if you would sit them down and say, look, when Brother Jeff or somebody's on the platform up here, you're to be quiet. Yeah. Well, I tried that one time. One time? Yeah. I did it for 15 or 20 years. Come on. You have to remind them. Sometimes they have to remind you adults. Hey, we're having church. I'm quiet down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, me. Okay. But in these next couple of weeks, you're going to be with family. You're going to be with in-laws. You're going to be with outlaws. Amen. You're going to be in, in stressful position. We've got to hurry. We've got to hurry. We've got to hurry. Yeah. Just start a little earlier. Right. Take your time. Huh? Be friendly. When your nephew's uh, third wife's child is crying and they won't be quiet and she won't do nothing about it. Hello? Y'all never been there? You will. 
Come on. Are they grabbing Christmas presents? Huh? That's not theirs. Children, don't open up Christmas presents before it's time. Right. Right. Okay. We want you to know. I want you to know God's Word. Amen. I want you to know God's Word. Let's stand all across the house. If we would come, gather around this altar, and let's ask the Lord to help us to have understanding and knowledge of the holy and the difference between it and the profane. Help us. Come.
Thank you.